Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Another edition of the RF Sports Radio Show. I'm your host, as always, uh, Rodney Fisher. Welcome, everyone, to a Thursday show. Y'all know our Thursday shows are pretty big, and it gets no bigger than tonight. We're going to talk about everything from the opening of NFL training camp to the Olympics starting up tomorrow. The NBA schedule came out today. And we get to a little boxing talk about 50 cents as well. So we're taking your call, 323-927-2906. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash rfsportsradio on the web at rfsportsradio.com. So without further ado, I'll bring on my special celebrity guest host for tonight, none other than the host of Test Drive America himself, Mr. Patriot, Chris Fisher. Chris, welcome to the program. Hey, hey, what's going on, world? I like how you threw the uh, superstar in there, whatever you say, but we'll rock with it. We'll rock with it. Boy, okay, so was, your, was the intro okay? You all right with that? Uh, it was okay. It was okay. It was okay. Next time, you know, it could be a little better. There's always room for improvement, but let's rock it out. You know, hopefully the show is a lot better than the introduction. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> We're expecting a call in from Royce. Of course, Royce is not able to join us tonight, but, of course, he's here with us in spirit, and we're expecting him to call in any time now to join into this debate, hopefully. But we got a lot to talk about, so, Chris, make sure you're ready to go. A lot of people are going to want to know your sports opinions on a lot of different things. Uh, in case you didn't know, this is a very opinion, opinionated show. It's sports talk from a fan's perspective, so we want your true perspective on a couple of things, if you don't mind, sir. Good day. Let's jump into the NFL. The NFL training camp is starting. It feels so good to finally talk about NFL. You know, I'm a huge NFL fan. I know you are as well. You are a big part of the show during the, during the NFL season because, of course, we go back and forth about who's going to do this, who's going to do that. So now it's even it's even better now to finally get involved with NFL. So let's start with the opening of the NFL training camp. The Giants open up camp. The Cowboys rookies report. Uh, the pay Manning era uh, begins in Denver. Sanchez and Tebow arrive at Jets camp. I mean, so much going on. The Saints open up camp. So let's just start out with, you know, what we 
kind of expect to happen to be the big storylines at training camp. And I think it really gets no big, bigger than Peyton Manning beginning era in Denver. You know, what What do you think the, the whole fan perspective is in Denver right now seeing Peyton Manning line up and, and get the training camp finally for, for the Broncos? Well, it's probably mixed emotions. I mean, you know, a lot of people are excited. You know, they they want to uh, see Peyton Manning get back out there and be the Peyton Manning of the Colts. But, you know, there are, there is, you know, there has to be some out there that are kind of questioning, you know, the reliability of, you know, him post-surgery. I mean, you know, this is, this is a big thing you went through. This is not anything small. You know, surgeries are okay for athletes, and that's understandable. But this is a brand-new deal. You know, I, I can't really think of any other cases that come straight to my mind right off the bat that would have the same sort of circumstances or same factors in the equation as we're talking about Peyton Manning. But, I mean, it's, it's got to be mixed emotions. More excited than more kind of leery or maybe scared. But, I mean, it's, it's, it's mixed emotions. You know, I, I like Peyton Manning. I don't hate Peyton Manning. You know, even though him and Tom Brady were clearly rivals, you know, I don't I don't knock Peyton Manning. But, you know, uh, part of me with the whole neck thing, you know, not having feeling and that sort of stuff, messing with nerves and things, I don't know. You know, it's kind of, you know, I hope he doesn't get hurt. But, hey, I mean, you know, every player out there is one hit away from, you know, serious injury. So, I, I don't know. It's kind of mixed emotions. What do you think? Well, I think this has got to be, it's going to be the biggest, story throughout training camp to see how he performs. And, and me, you've had debates out there about, you know, what's going to happen when he does get that first initial hit. Well, he wants to worry about, about that for a while. I don't think they're going to put him in harm's way uh, right away anyway, you know, especially during training camp or during the preseason. But it's going to be interesting to see, you know, what happens to the offense now. I mean, we, we know what Tebow was able to do. People call it the miracle whatever they want to do, but he did get them to a playoff, and then they did win a playoff game after starting the season one and four. So for Peyton Manning to have a start with this team right away, it's going to be interesting to see how he reacts to the receiving quarter that he has because, let's face it, it's not, you know, it's not uh, Reggie Wayne and, and Gonzalez and, and you know, and um, the guys he had in, in Indianapolis fun. that kind of knew how he was. So I expect they're going to have to do a lot of work. Yeah, and I'm willing to ask you another question. I mean, you know, we have you have to take into consideration Peyton Manning of the Colts. The line was designed for pass protection. This particular line they have with Denver was not particularly organized for pass protection. It was organized for more of a, a, a college style, uh, you know, style of play. I mean, basically, you know, the, the running gun type of deal. The uh, what was it the Wildcat offense? I mean, it was. It was kind of, kind of geared around that. I mean, you know, how, do you think they are able to make that transition to be able to play under a player like Peyton Manning? That's a big if. And it, and it starts in training camp. They have to really start seeing right now who do they have, who they're going to start the season with, what can we implement, what what can we really take advantage of, or what do we need to make changes with or change. And, and I think you're right. I think that's going to be the biggest thing is can they – can they run the kind of offense that Peyton Manning is used to? Let's go ahead and and we have a uh, caller calling in. Caller eight two four one. You're live on the RF Sports uh, Radio Show. Who's this? What's going? What's this? Is Mr. Fisher? What's going on, fellas? No, I'm I sorry. Let y'all have a show. This is who again? 
This is uh, Mr. Fisher. <laughs> I know we got three fishes off, but this is Mr. Fisher. This is the big man. But, but uh, uh, you know, I couldn't let you have a show without me calling in. And I, I do like the subject matter of me being an old Broncos fan from the Orange Course days, back in the old days, back in the 70s and 80s. And I'm excited, and anybody that's a Bronco fan has to be excited. Now, I heard what you guys were saying, but just think about this. If they can go to the playoffs with Tim Tebow, they certainly can go to the playoffs with a 50%, 75% paid manage. Well, you can't say that because what Tebow did was gave them the number one rushing attack in the league. Now, they're not going to have that with Peyton Manning. I mean, we, we know these guys can block for the run, but we don't know if they can – we don't know if the offensive line – I'm like Chris. We don't know if his offensive line can block for a passer. <laughs> well, listen, they had everything in place last year except for the quarterback. This team was always pretty good except that, you know, they went from Kyle Horton to Tim Tebow. They hadn't had a quarterback in a while. Now they got somebody that can really throw the ball. It spreads out the offense. It opens up the running game. I expect them to do a lot better than they did last year. Okay, well, let me ask you. Let me raise this question, though. But in order to have the great passing, you have to have pass protection, of course, right? Well, they blocked for Tebow. And we know Tebow I mean, but, held but, the ball too long. He wasn't passing. He was Peyton Manning is not the kind of guy that holds the ball a long time. He's a quick-release passer. He gets the ball right out of his hand. All the receivers have to do is know the routes and run the route. I'm pretty sure they work on that in training camp. But, you know, you can take a, a, a Peyton Manning that that 50% is better than like what they had in the past two quarterbacks. We're talking about well, Kyle think, Harden think, and Tim Tebow. I think Tebow's ability, to Chris's point, to scramble around and, and move around and a threat for him to run. I think that helped the offensive line a lot. I mean, they won't have the, the – Peyton Manning is no threat to dodging the pressure, to not to run the ball. So defenses can sit back there and drop the blitzes all day long to confuse the offensive line and get the Peyton Manning. And let's face it, we don't know how much of a beating he could take. Well, that's any quarterback. And we said that from the beginning. Any – Players one hit away from being out of the game. But I'm pretty sure the last thing Peyton Manning wants to do is get hit. Trust me, mm-hmm. that's the last thing he wants to do <laughs> is get hit by a pass rush. So, but like I said, Tebow is, you know, that was his big criticism. He held the ball too long. He waited too long till the receiver wasn't open. Peyton Manning is a totally different quarterback. I mean, he strikes quick. He has a quick release. And I'm pretty sure the focus this time at training camp is going to be on some blocking this time. They're going to make sure they're not going to let anybody get Tebow. I'm sorry. Well, let's, talk, let's, let's talk about Tim Tebow. Him and Mark Sanchez both arrived at camp today. Even Darrell Reeves decided, decided to show up to camp today, which is a good sign for them. Right. Uh, Rex Ryan shows up now, what, 60 pounds lighter. Uh, it's a whole different Jets team than what we saw last season, Chris, and now the Tebow mania starts for Mark Sanchez. How does he handle this during training camp leading up to the season? How, how is he going to be able to prepare for the season knowing Tebow is right there? Uh, well, I mean, I, well, you know, I mean, I don't know. I mean, because as far as from what they, you know, Rex Ryan is a, 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 what I like to call, you know, and 
I don't know if it's anybody, you know, who's a fan listen, but I, I call him a sneaky coach, you know, and that's I, – I call him a sneaky coach because, you know, he does certain things like, um, you know, that's kind of a little bit different, you know, kind of coming out second half, doing, you know, onside kicks, that sort of stuff, you know what I mean? He's, he's kind of a guy who likes to – likes to – you know, pull some 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 trick plays and see if he can catch some folks off guard. I mean, it's the kind of coach he is. You know, so if you're looking at how he's approaching things, I mean, as far as what they've been saying with Tebow, you know, potentially going on special teams and all that sort of stuff. I mean, I don't know. You know, if he's if Tebow's on special teams, you know, as Mark Sanchez, I ain't worried about him doing my daily routine. I may do it a little bit harder, but. I mean, you know, ain't no worries, you know. I mean, he's gonna be on special teams anyway. But if he's looking at where, you know, all that is just a hoax. That's Rex Ryan trying to pull the wool over everybody's eyes again, like he does. You know, then, uh, you know, if he's just talking out of the side of his neck or, or just, you know, he wants some attention, you know, then hey, I mean, you know, then I will be pretty much kind of concerned, and I'll be doing everything I can, studying video, you know, like Michael Jordan uh, or somebody you know, to try to definitely make sure that I had everything down and minimize the mistakes. But it, it, it just depends on uh, – I mean, this is my approach and my opinion on it. But, you know, I don't know. The, the Rex Ryan thing, you know, with the kind of coach he is, you kind of have to wait and see, you know, where Tebow is going to lie. You know, if Tebow ain't on no special teams for the first two or three games, then, hey, you know, Mark Sanchez, hopefully you do good because your job might be gone in midway during the season. But if we come out, you know, Tebow has the first couple games, he's on special teams, or he's been working as a tight end or something, then, hey, I mean, pretty much, you know, Sanchez is going to be there all year and Tebow's not a factor behind the, the uh, center. Royce, what do you think? I don't believe a word that comes out of Rex Ryan's mouth. That's me, number one. Mm-hmm. I think he's had he's a lot of smoke and no fire. Uh uh, to me, it was a bad choice. I think Tebow made a mistake by going to New York. It's a bigger market. The New York crowd is definitely a lot cooler than the people are in Denver and everywhere else he's played. I think he would have had a better choice of going to Jacksonville. Uh, he would have been started instantly. He could have. They could have built that team around it. I, but I, I, you know, it's a bad situation. I think in, in, in New York. I think it's going to get worse. Because as soon as Sanchez messes up, they're going to be calling for Tebow. And if Tebow doesn't perform, then you, the experiment was a bad one to begin with. And here you are caught with two quarterbacks that aren't getting the job done. But as far as Rex Ryan, I think he did that to draw attention away from himself. He's always promised a win. He's never delivered. I think that's the smoke screen to get all the attention out for him. Now he can say, I went and got Tebow. We tried this. If it doesn't work, it's going to fall back on Sanchez or Tebow and not on him. I think he did that to put all the direction out for him because so far he's just been all talk. You know what, though? I think to your point, I thought that, you know, Jacksonville would be a much better fit for Tim Tebow to go in there. I mean, he, everyone from that area wants him there. We right. saw the he Miami Dolphins. Yeah, the Miami Dolphins honored him at a game, you know, uh, for, for his team that when he played at Florida. And I think that the, the what the insiders are saying about that is that he didn't want to go to Jacksonville because he didn't get the promise to compete for a starting job. They wanted to continue to go to course with Blaine Gabbert and let Tebow play backup. But what I've been told, 
is that he's been promised a legitimate shot of becoming the starting quarterback for the New yeah, York Jets. Yeah, but do you believe, do you believe what, Rex, what comes out of Rex Ryan's mouth? I think, uh, I think it's, so it's, it's, it's a pure right, panic right. move. It's a panic right. move. Right, it's getting attention off of him. He saw I, Tebow I destroy that. He saw him destroy his defense in that late touchdown and in the last <laughs> three seconds of the fourth quarter. And he said, you know what, I'm not going to be a victim of this guy again. I'm going right. to – if you right. can't beat him, you join him, right? Right. But what does that do with Mark Sanchez? I mean, he was a decent enough quarterback. Everybody believed in him. You know, he, he had delivered, but the guy is young. It's something to build on. But Why the bring Tebow in and start a controversy? Well, you got to think about the division they play in. I mean, they, they got to beat the Patriots. They got to get past that hurdle, which which the Patriots really have the the most solid quarterback in their division right. in the AFC East. You look at the Buffalo Bills and all the stuff that they've done, bringing in Mario Williams. They're going to have a huge training right. camp this season, but they right. have quarterback questions too. It may not be Ryan Fitzpatrick. They got true. Vince Young waiting waiting to take That's his true. spot. That's true. And they had to do something. They had to do something for the AFC East. Let, let me ask but you guys I, before I, we move on. Before we move on to the next topic, let me ask you guys a little bit about some of these teams who have some critical off-seasons coming up, starting with training camp. You look at teams like the 49ers, look at teams like the Baltimore Ravens, both of them making it to that championship game, AFC and NFC. You know, what's the attitude going to be for teams like that, Royce? And now they know they've got close. Now they got to get that one last hurdle to get to the Super Bowl. Well, I, you know, I think we're going to see a strange NFL season. Uh, a lot of teams have gotten better. A lot of teams have, have moved up in rank San Francisco. Seems like they're in a position to win. You have to look at uh, uh, even Buffalo, like you mentioned earlier. Uh, you know, they they were one game away from going to the playoffs. So I, I think uh, by having a full training camp this year, I think that the good teams are going to get better. And the bad teams are going to get just a little bit better, but we're still going to have the dominant teams like New England, Baltimore, uh, Pittsburgh. They're going to always be dominant. I think I think this year is going to be the year of. I think this year is going to be back the year of the defense again. Normally, I you know, and I think I'm on record last year saying that defense wins championships. Of course, I, I've always been a firm believer of that, but last year was a bit of a different animal, whereas I felt the offense was going to be the main factor for last year because everybody's defense hurt because of the lockout, because nobody's defense was able to really get that time in like they needed to get in you know, right. in order to work right. together. Right. Because good point. Defense, Defense is the only side of the ball to where you're not relying on one person during one part of that play to really make stuff happen. I mean, defense is kind of a collective deal. You know, you, it's kind of like a cause and effect pretty much or like a, uh, you know, like a science project, you know, uh, some something reacting to stimuli. Defense is – all this is kind of just, you know, you snap the ball, quarterback has got to make a right decision with the ball. Three. Now, defense is a bit of a different animal. Defense, you know, it could rely on one player to make a play. It could rely on the front line to put pressure on the quarterback in order for the the secondary or somebody to make a, a big play. You know, so it's, right. it, 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 there's a lot of different factors in with the defense, but I think this year 
is going to be the year of defense because defense has all the time they need to get together, gel together, and make it work, make it happen. And I think this is going to be the year of the defense. I think the defense is going to be super explosive this year. I think the quarterback ratings are going to take a bit of a hit this year from what they did last year. And some yeah. of these quarterbacks that got away with a lot of fluke stuff last year, they ain't getting away with it in 2013. I mean, that's a good point because you saw the quarterbacks go off. You saw Drew Brees set records. And Rodgers set records, you know. Yeah, exactly. That's a good point. I mean, that that's a good point. Let me ask you guys before we move I'm, on. Well, let me, let me say something to that. I'm going to go the opposite way. I'm going to say whoever has a more balanced offense, running game, and passing game will dominate this year. We saw a defense last year that was shredded. The Broncos uh, just tear, just tear the, the, the Pittsburgh defense apart. We saw the same thing with the Cowboys. They had a great defense. New England just picked them apart. So offense did win last year. It wasn't defense. It was offense okay, that won. Okay, okay. I will raise you this question. I know you're ready to move on right now, but I'm going to raise you this question, Russ. Okay, so do you, do you honestly believe, let's take this equation. Do you honestly believe, put, put this question in the paper. Do you honestly think if you have Peyton, an average Peyton Manning with a, Pretty much kind of below average line. Below average line, you got average or below receivers versus an awesome defense. Who do you actually think is going to win? No, no. Now, you missed the I said a balanced offense. If you can run the ball and pass the ball, you can you beat any defense. You, you, I'm just saying, I'm not saying it's, it's Denver. I'm saying the teams that have the most balanced offense. We saw a pass at the league last year. If, if, if you have a balanced offense where you have a great running game and a great passing game, you can shred a defense. You can you can shred a defense. And, well, yeah, I think you can you can shred a and a below average defense, but an average or above defense, you ain't gonna shred. You ain't gonna you ain't gonna okay. sit there and shred. And, uh, uh, I thought Hester Green Bay defense get shredded. You ain't gonna happen. You ain't gonna shred all day. Ain't gonna happen. I saw. The Jets defense gets shredded. I saw Pittsburgh defense get shredded. I saw Green Bay defense get shredded. All those well, why great defense, get, Why but, did everybody's defense get shredded last year? Because of the lockout. Everybody gets hurt because of the lockout. Right. But it was the New York Giants receivers, quick offense, and passing that got them the championship. It and wasn't the right game. It ain't gonna, it's not, it's not going to be the same animal this year. Defense has got all the time they need, and it's a normal – Normal year for the defense versus where it was a great year for offense last year because you can pull out all kind of stops. You know, everybody, nobody really, nobody was really prepared for any other offenses last year. But this year, I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be the year's defense. I think and, you know, and, and, and speaking of and speaking of the Giants, is anybody surprised that Martellus Bennett came out today in his first comments at training camp? Just to say his hate for the Dallas Cowboys. Anybody surprised yeah, I, by that? I, I, heard, I, I heard that. I thought that was the most ridiculous thing for him to say, having been with the Cowboys, and to come out and say that. But, you know, I don't expect much out of his mouth if it's worth anything anyway. Yeah, no doubt. Let's take, let's take a break, guys. we come back. We'll get into the uh, NBA schedule. He's been released today. Also, the yes. Mavericks finally finalized their roster. So stay tuned. We got a lot more sports coming up. You're listening to RF Sports Radio on RFSportsRadio.com. 
We are back. DeSoto Eagles football is back on RF Sports Radio. Starting August 31st, tune in to RF Sports Radio to hear live Texas high school football action. Coach Claude Mathis returns to lead the Texas football powerhouse on another big season. The electric Dez White and Oregon recruit Dontre Wilson lead a high-powered, high-scoring offense. And hear it all right here on RFSportsRadio.com. It all starts August 31st as the DeSoto Eagles take on Arlington Martin right there in Arlington, Texas. Tune in live for RFSportsRadio.com for live DeSoto Eagles football action. Only here. What's up out there with it, world? What's up with it's your boy Chosen. Man, and I'm back in the building, you dig? And for all of y'all that haven't already done it, you know what I'm saying? Go out there and join IcebreakerProductions.com right now. Support your favorite ICE artist right now. You know what I'm saying? Get a ringtone, get a t-shirt, buy the calendar right now. Or you can even pick up a teddy bear. You know what I'm talking about? We got everything. Got everything. Um, Every Wednesday, y'all need to be checking out the Icebreaker Radio Show at mm-hmm. 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. 7 p.m. Can you hear it? IcebreakerProductions.com. You know what I'm saying? Scroll down about the middle of the page and click on the player and you got us. You know what I'm saying? And if that ain't working for you, hop on iTunes and listen to us on the podcast. I ain't tripping. You know, you can get us on anywhere. anywhere. And uh, if you really want to know what's going down at all times with Icebreaker Productions, you got to follow us on Twitter at Icebreaker Radio. And if right you're a Facebook now. lover, hit us up, Icebreaker Productions. You know right what to do. And uh, for all of y'all that like them live, fresh videos, you know you can follow us on the YouTube channel, Chosen972. Right if you're now. still in the old school and, you know what I'm saying, you still on MySpace, hit us up, 972. We ain't tripping. And uh, without further ado, we're going to go ahead and hop into this album, the reason that you're hearing my voice. Uh-huh. You like one of these artists, you know what I'm saying? So get your jam on, get your lean on. Yeah. And uh, I'll be back at you later on in the future with more ICE announcements. Already. This is RF with the RF Sports Radio Show. Do you have a business, a product, a service, or a website, and you need more customers? Advertise with the fastest-growing Internet sports radio show and market your business to sports fans worldwide. Don't miss a unique opportunity to capitalize on the biggest marketing genre in the world. Email me at rfsportsradio at gmail.com. That's rfsportsradio at gmail.com. We have options for every budget, and don't let business pass you by. Welcome, everyone, back to the RF Sports Radio Show. I'm joined, of course, by Roy Fisher, still on the line with us, and our special guest host, the the host of Test Drive America, Mr. Chris Fisher. You can follow him online at twitter.com slash testdriveamr, I believe. Or you can go to testdriveamerica.com. Uh, no. <laughs> what is your Twitter handle, Chris? Uh, test Drive the website is testdriveamericatv.com and Twitter is at testdrive underscore a m e r again testdrive underscore a is an apple m is in Mary e is in Edward r is in Roger. All right, there we go. Thank you. And again, you can find us online at rfsportsradio.com or follow us on Twitter at twitter.com/slash 
RF Sports Radio. Let's get to a little NBA. Of course, the NFL can steal all the thunder today as the NBA decides to I go no ahead one cares and about. No one cares about NBA football. Is they, but go ahead. They started to go ahead and release their uh, NBA schedule, so we know who's starting the season. Some key games with this one. I think, Royce, I think you can appreciate this. Who could imagine that opening night, the Mavericks would uh, be involved yeah. again? And, but the Celtics and the Heat tip it off to start the entire season. Ray Allen gets to play his former team. Jet Terry gets to showcase his stuff against the Heat. We all know their history, him and LeBron back and forth. What do you think about that as a as an opener? I, I, I think that's a great opening. I, I can't wait to see it. And my understanding is that the Mavericks opened their season in L.A. Uh, yeah, one of their former teams, Team Nash. So that's yeah, that, that'd be interesting to see. They start on October 30th as well as the Mavericks take on uh, the L.A. Lakers, then they play the Utah Jazz, and then finally come home uh, for the for right. a few games as well, too. So, Chris, uh, you see the NBA couldn't steal all the uh, – had to steal some thunder, you know, from the NFL. You know, what do you think about, you know, them setting up for this Celtic Heat matchup on the on the first game? Or the Mavericks-Lakers the first game? Uh, Well, I mean, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see. I mean, you know. I'm I'm more of an NFL guy than NBA. I mean, that's just my preference, but it'll be interesting to see. I mean, I usually don't watch a lot of basketball until the playoffs come in. You know, kind of sorry to all the NBA fans out there, but I mean, uh, it's it'll be it'll be good to see. I mean, as far as like Steve Nash against the old Mavericks, I mean, but we already seen this before with the Phoenix Suns. You know, just different personnel around him. He's still gonna be Steve Nash. Still gonna be dribbling everywhere shooting from everywhere and, you know, finger rolling folks all day long. That's Steve Nash. And then you got, um, you know, with that Ray Allen on the uh, opposite side of the ball from Boston, which I don't know, that would be probably an intriguing game. I mean, you know, being that uh, he's got a lot of intel for how Boston works, you know, uh, the weapons that they use, how they use the weapons, a lot of insight to how to coach things, what he says you know, certain gestures, you know, facial expressions. You know, he's got a lot of intel that he can give him over there. So, I mean, that'll probably be an interesting game. But, you know, just, uh, yeah, my preference, man, you know, I'm ready for Sunday nights and uh, Monday nights, you know what I mean? <laughs> well, I can't I can't argue with you on that at all. I can't argue with you on that. You know, another NBA what? news, of course, uh, the, the whole – Dwight Howard saga, the the white mayor, they try to call it now, is still going on. Apparently the GM, the new GM for the Orlando Magic, went out to L.A. to talk to Dwight to try to find out, hey, can we get something worked out? And he specifically told them again that, you know what, I'm not staying in Orlando. No way will I sign a deal to stay with Orlando. He did name three teams he would go to, the same three teams that we have heard before, the uh, Brooklyn Nets, L.A. Lakers, and the Dallas Mavericks. You know what? I, I refuse to let Dwight Howard uh, manipulate my summer worrying about where he's going to go or what he's going to do. I think people are sick and tired of it. He needs to come out and make a statement. Why is he hiding? Why haven't we heard from him? You know, uh, people are really getting tired of it. I thought they dragged Brett Farr out for the longest, whether he's going to play or not. But Dwight Howard seems like he's going in the same direction. Make a decision, pick a team, do something. I'm tired of this. 
that he's going to drag on to the season start again. I wish they'd get some down, but I refuse to let Dwight Howard hold me hostage all summer. I think I think Maverick fans are very cautious because we've learned that holding out for anyone is not going to get right. us any work. Right. You know, and I think they should be cautious, don't you think, Chris? I mean, we didn't get Darren Williams. And I think that, you know, this has never been the type of spot where free agents want to come. Yeah, we've always had time to build it from the ground. Our biggest, our biggest superstar has been Dirk Nowinski, and we drafted him. You know, got him as a rookie. This is not right. the, the free agency spot to come to. No, for a free agency market, they never got the top-tier players, but they've always got second-tier players. But you're absolutely right. The only superstar left in Dallas now is Dirk Nowinski, and I, I don't see him long-term. But uh, they're going to make a, I mean, a move to get Dwight Howard would be great. But, I, you know, I wouldn't waste my time on it. He, he's asking too much to pay. I mean, who would they give up to get it? Well, they can't do it now. I mean, it has to be something right. that's done at the end of the season. I mean, right. Maris has and nothing even, to even then, who do they have to give up? Yeah. <laughs> Chris, do you think the Maverick fans should now, again, like they did with Darren Williams, uh, all through the season, they're waiting on him to come. They're doing you know, the Mavericks, tore down that roster, hoping to get one of these two guys to come in. Now that Dwight again has said he wants to come to the, to Dallas, should Maverick fans even get their hopes up at all? Uh, well, I mean, uh, no, not with Mark. I mean, the kind of moves he's made the last year or so since they won the championship, you know, I, I don't know. He's kind of losing his mind a little bit during the years like when Jerry won the back back Super Bowls, or, or what was it, the three out of four, three out of five, whatever it was, and then fired Jimmy Johnson. I mean, what the hell were you thinking? You know, you win the championship, you let six of your players go, what the hell were you thinking? Yep. I mean, and now you're scrambling around, you know, trying to get stuff done. But I, I really think more so the fans should be concerned about the personnel that they have. Because when you, it doesn't, at this point, it doesn't matter who you bring in. Because Dirk ain't playing like a superstar. He ain't playing like a superstar since 2010. You know, and then you got, I mean, well, 2011, rather, I should say. You know, the year they won. And they ain't playing like superstars. So, I mean, you know, I would be more concerned about the personnel you have on there, whether they're going to be ready to play. Because no matter if you brought Shaq out of retirement, put him in there, Kobe, put him in there, it don't matter if you put Jordan in there right now. They ain't winning no championship with the way they're playing. And, and the whole purpose was for what they're doing this year was for cap space for next year. And you, you, you can't even count on that. You know, they got all these one-year contracts, and they say they're making room for next year. But who's to say that Dwight Howard's going to even come here? So I wouldn't hang my hat on that. And I'm, for one, sick of talking about it. The next time we talk about Dwight Howard, I want to hear about he's signed with somebody or he's ready to play basketball. Yeah, I agree. I agree 100% on that. Well, you talked about the Mavericks and what they have right now, Chris, and they finally made a decision to go ahead and finalize the roster. They've got all the players that are going to take it to this new season by signing. Go ahead and sign Delonte West. Uh, from what Good I understand, It's a one-year one deal worth right at the uh, the veteran minimum of right at about a million dollars for him. Him and his uh, playing eight years so far in the league. Royce, you've been you've been a proponent of this for a long time. You're glad to see them sign Delonte. Well, I, I, I'm absolutely. Delonte was the second best player on that team till he got hurt last year. He was probably the second most productive player on that team. 
uh, I would put him and Jason Terry at a tie team, got hurt. And, and they're going to need a point guard. They're going to need a guy like Delonte West to have any chance of making it to the playoffs. Well, they finalized the roster, so let's take a look at what they have. They got Roddy B., Elton Brand, Brian Cardinal, who's a free agent who they passed to bring back, uh, Vince Carter, Darren Collison, Jay Crowder, Jerry Cunningham, Bernard James, Yee, Dante Jones, Dominique Jones, Chris Kamen, Sean Marion, O.J. Mayo, Dirk Nowitzki, Delonte West, and Brandon Wright. And, and my question for you, Royce, is where are the points going to come from besides Dirk? Who's going to score in this you know, that That's a good question. I, I think that question is yet to be answered until we actually see them play. But, you know, from what you just named, is that a playoff team? I don't know. You know, but a I lot of talent they have. They have youth. They have youth. But I, you know, it's a different look Maverick team. That's for sure. The guys I never played this, together. I think this is a this is a better team than it was last year. I mean, it is to me. This is a much better team than it was last year. I've been impressed with the rookies, what they've done, especially Jay Crowder, Bernard James. I mean, Bernard James averaged. 10 points and uh, 8 rebounds in the Summer League. I know it's Summer League, but still, you know, to be a guy that's, that's a rookie doing something like that, I think this team is a better team than what they what they had last year. Well, you know, you, you, you're probably right about that, but we got to look at some of the guys that they're going to be facing. These guys that are playing in the Olympics, they're going to only get better. And we're talking about a grown man's game. When these guys come back from the Olympic Games, they're going to be so much better players than they are now. And so the level of play is going to be even better. And I've never seen these guys play together as a group. And, you know, Carlisle always says always about matchups. And we see how they match up against everybody else. Chris, I know you don't follow Mavericks too closely, but just hearing some of the names in that list, again, another totally different team than it was last time. But does that roster sound like it may be a better team to you? Uh, I mean, we'll see, but you still, you know, I'm going back to my statement of you still got the same factors in there from last year, which did not help the Mavericks progress. It hindered the Mavericks from having progressed. Right. Right now, it's I mean, that's, that's, that's what I'm saying. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, it'd be interesting to see because, I mean, you look at you look at LeBron. Do you actually think LeBron is going to play the same as if he as as he played before he won this championship? Do you honestly believe that, or do you honestly believe that you're going to see a different LeBron from here on out? I think it'd be. Uh, I think I think it'd be not the different LeBron. I think it would go, probably go back to playing the same. Oh, no, nah, I don't man. think so. I, I think. I think well, let me talk. Let me talk here, Russ. Let me talk. Let me talk. Let me talk. Okay, so what I think that you're going to see a different LeBron James from what you saw from last year because apparently we definitely, and anybody who was watching any of the finals can see, that we definitely, most definitely saw a different LeBron James in the finals. I mean, we 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 definitely saw a different LeBron. That ain't the same LeBron that we've been watching, even when he got his team almost damn near single-handedly to the finals twice with Cleveland. So I'm just saying, right. I, you know, I, I, I'm with Ross and his point of these people that are playing over here in the Olympics, they're definitely going to come back better players or whatnot, but some of these players like LeBron who turned that switch on last year, man, and 
when he and I, he saw just like everybody else saw, like wow, like look at LeBron. He is looking real Jordan esque right now. You know what I mean? All, all right. that talk about whether he could do this right. or do that, he did all of it in all, in a short amount of time within about a week. He did all of it. Everything the naysayers or everybody who had a problem with LeBron, he did all that in that short amount of final time and, and, and where more. he played them. And more. and more. That's what I'm saying. So, I mean, you, you got to think, okay, LeBron, here's LeBron playing how he's playing in the finals. You know what I mean? Coming into Dallas, then you got Dirk and them playing like he's been playing the last two years. Who do you think going to get smacked in the It sure ain't going to be LeBron, I'll tell you that much. And I got a question for you, Rodney. Now, you just named this Maverick team. Are they better than Oklahoma City? Uh, no. No, they're not. Are they better than the Lakers? Are they better than the Lakers? I didn't say they're going to win the championship. Okay, okay. Well, <laughs> I didn't okay. say they're a better uh, team. Okay. That's all I so, said. So you say this team is better, but, but, but what did they do to get better? I mean, as far as having themselves in the West, they're not better than Oklahoma. They're not better than the Lakers. They have to look out for teams like Utah that, that are coming up. I mean, Memphis, I mean, who did they get better than? Yeah, and then, Rodney, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Okay, now, being that you had, when we won the championship, we had a good good team, okay? And then we took away six players. Now we've right. taken away another one with Jason Terry, and you've added three rookies. I mean, what possibly yeah. do you, what, yeah, what are you factor better? are you seeing? Well, I, you know what? Maybe you're just asking the question, and maybe you're not saying it better. But I, do you actually believe that, Everything in that. I mean, let's put, look. You got to almost look at it like a science project or a math equation. How do you figure? What factor is it that you have in your equation that I don't have in mind that you feel like they're going to be a better team? I just, uh, I just like the way this team was made up in regards to, you know, what, what, what what's going on as far as what they I had mean, with, before. With, I think with, it's a better, with, better thing. With three rookies and seven of the championship members gone. Including the right hand man of Dirk. Who was Dirk's right hand man? I mean, Who was Dirk's right hand man, Rodney? It was Jason Terry. He was the okay, best second best no player more. on the team. He's no longer there. Yeah, if you say so. So how do you how do you see a better team than what you saw last year? I see more organized. I mean, right. I don't know if they, if they can have some sort of great. Organized confusion, some Tebow type moment or something. Yeah. And hey, man, I mean, they might go to, you know, a couple rounds in the playoffs, you know what I mean? I might have a nice little run like San Antonio and then, you know, get whooped by somebody. But I'm just saying, I I don't see how in the world that six of the championship members are gone. Now you got seven gone, and the seventh one was the most important. I figured you was never going to let him go. I figured he was going to retire a Maverick. You know, then you let you let Dirk's right hand man go. The only person who could get out there and help Dirk win a championship right. is gone. Gone. He's not there right. no more. And now you got three rookies in there, man. Three rookies. Like two, the rookies. Of them, I mean, two of them are suspect. Two of them are suspect. And and, and, you know, and two of the guys that left are the top, top, in the top five all time three point shooting guys and assist leaders. They're gone. I mean, they're gone, who, man. Dirk, Dirk, Dirk ain't in the shape he used to be in, you know, and, and obviously he doesn't care because last year I didn't see him get in shape. He had a whole season to get in shape, dude. 
your, your season goes longer almost than anybody's season I know. I don't follow hockey, but I, you know, I don't know how long they season running, but I'm just looking at your season is as damn near as long as baseball, man. You had plenty of time to get in shape, and you didn't get in shape all season. I don't, you know, I don't, I, don't, I don't know. I haven't seen Dirk lately. I, I, I have no desire to see him with his shirt off or nothing. I don't know what the dude looks like. I don't know if he's been sitting there drinking Heineken's over there, you know what I'm saying, and with his homeland. I don't know what he's been doing. You know, but he, he better he better be looking at championship form this year because he ain't got much help. So it's going to be a we lot got, on his show. He's going to have to be full of LeBron yeah. this year. We got plenty and plenty of time to debate about the Mavericks. Don't worry about that. Plenty of time to get into that. Before we go, let's jump into two other quick topics real fast. So thank you all for joining us. Again, you can follow us on the website, rfsportsradio.com, or follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash rfsportsradio. Let's talk a little bit about boxing real quick. This kind of story kind of talks about sports and also pop culture at the same time. 50 Cent, old Curtis uh, Jackson, has got <laughs> has received his promoter's license for the state of New York. Now, he's a boxing promoter licensed in the state of New York, and he's actually applied to have his license in the state of Nevada as well. Speculation is that now he's going to take over all the promoting duties for Floyd Mayweather, who Mayweather currently now uses Oscar De La Hoya. So, Apparently, Oscar is trying to kind of step in between this whole getting his Nevada license put together and 50 Cent, of course, being the social media guy that he is, took to Twitter to kind of get, go kind of some frustrations and stuff out. He went to Oscar De La Hoya directly. This is on the Twitter page right now. It says, uh, baby girl at Oscar De La Hoya. Baby girl, you hear me. Stop hating and stop it right now. <laughs> and that's that, that's his classic fifty six, Chris. I mean, he's basically doing the same yeah. thing he did in the rap game. <laughs> you, uh, you now he's taking it. it to the boxing game. So uh, <laughs> let me ask you: this is fifty cent? This was debated on ESPN and everywhere today. Is fifty cent the guy to finally put together a Mayweather Pacquiao fight? Well, you know what? I mean, <clears throat> to be honest with you, I'm gonna I'm gonna lean more on the side of yeah, possibly yeah. I say you have a greater chance because I mean let's look at let's look at boxing today versus boxing you know what fifteen twenty years ago you know not the same animal. You know what I mean the, the powers that be you know that were making a lot of them decisions man a lot of them out of there man a lot of them out of there. When 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 the last good heavyweight fight you saw? I ain't seen one in the last, what, eight, ten years probably? Mm-hmm. Okay, so there ain't been one in the longest. You got these little dudes out here fighting. You got these little bodies out here. Little chipmunks running all around the ring, punching each other to death. You know what I'm saying? You got more money being being generated in these small, on, on the smallest dudes than you got, you know, in the bigger dudes. You know what I mean? It, it seems like there is no more heavyweight or no more middleweight. The last middleweight was Roy Jones Jr., last heavyweight was Tyson, and that's it. It's been a wrap ever since then. It's all about the little dudes. The little guys in right now. Little guys on. So, I mean, you know, but, you how, have, but how, how fitting would it be I, well, for physics to be the guy that Well, let me say this. I'm dragging it out. I say that to say this, that, you know, that you have people, you have Pacquiao, you got the younger folks in here taking over the offices. Officer De La Hoya is the last of those older folks getting out of there. 
I mean, you know, if, if somebody like Oscar De La Hoya is kind of out of the mix, then, yeah, Pacquiao might say, you know what, yeah, I'm I'm rocking with, you know, I like this new thing, how this is working. Oscar's out of the picture. I ain't got to worry about him trying to rob me blind. Okay, let's do it. Well, all I have to say is nobody else has been able to get it done. Maybe 50 cents would be the one to finally get this fight started. And, uh, you know, Don King couldn't do it. <laughs> so maybe it's going to take somebody like 50 cents to make it happen because nobody has seemed to have been able to put this together so far yet. So, yeah, I'll be done to come in and make it happen. Right. And then, Rodney, let's be honest. I mean, come on now. Now, you've been following 50 cents career pretty much since it started just like I have, you know what I mean? So, I mean, and then you got to think, people like Don King pulled off a fight in Africa, man. I mean, hey, if anybody you feel like is determined enough to pull off a Pacquiao Mayweather fight, who do you think it would be? Oscar De La Hoya or 50 yeah. Who do you think would be more it, persistent it, in trying to I, make that happen? My money, my money's on 50. That's all I got to say. I think, I think 50 is going to get this done. It's, <laughs> right, it's a wrap. right, exactly. It's a wrap. I mean, well, you know, after, people after like 50 Cent, you know, he's so slick, he, you never know. He might have already went to talk to Pacquiao. Pacquiao might have told him, you know what, you get Golden Boy out of the picture, I'll rock with you. Yeah, I'll rock with you. And that's what I'm thinking, too. And Oscar went on to go ahead and reply to his tweet by saying, uh, 50 Cent, you're a boxing promoter. Good luck. Maybe we can work someday together. Uh, hashtag success. Hashtag next generation. GBB and TMT. So uh, I think Oscar knows what time it is. Once 50 sets his mind on doing something, he's, he's pretty hard to stop. I mean, I think anyone that follows hip-hop knows that. Well, maybe this is what boxing needs. Some young guys in there. We know it's the old man's club. We know the old men have always ran it that way. And maybe this is maybe this is what boxing needs some young bloods and uh, some some new piece of entertainment back. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. And he's more big dudes out there, man. He's big dudes out there, man. All the big dudes want to do MMA now. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I agree with you on that. Then before we go, guys, uh, real quick, you know the Olympics is going to start tomorrow with the ceremonies because it'll be late tonight when everything gets kicked off or. Early in the morning, I guess I should say. The Olympics, uh, real quick, when we just go around real quick, Roy, so tell me a little bit about maybe your your most uh, biggest or most uh, your favorite Olympic moment of all time and, and what you expect to see in this Olympics. Well, I'll let you guys go first. I go last. I think my biggest <laughs> Olympic moment, I, I think my biggest Olympic moment of all time, the one I can really remember it's probably Carl Lewis. Carl, and what I knew he did. you were going to say Carl Lewis. Uh, <laughs> Michael Johnson. Michael Johnson and the gold shoes. You know, who could forget that? You know, he had the gold shoes and broke the 200. Uh, it's your dream team of what they did in 92. And then, of course, who can forget Usain Bolt? You know, basically almost running backwards when he won that uh, last Olympics. I remember the two decathletes. That was, that was one of the moments that stuck out to me. Was it yeah. Dan and uh, another guy? Yeah, they had the big promotion by the two decathletes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That was a big moment for me. And then, uh, I mean, even though you know I wasn't even around, but big moment has to be you know when they were on the stands with the black gloves on the podium, you know, with the arms raised. That was a huge moment. You know what I mean? Yeah, that was a yeah. huge moment for us too, right? So, so Chris, let me ask you: Do you, do you uh, like I, the I 
you, Chris, do you like the Olympics or what's your favorite event? Uh, I probably would have to say my favorite event. I'm actually excited about watching the golf, man. <laughs> I am. I'm excited about watching the golf. The golf is gonna be interesting, you know what I mean? We yeah, liable to see good. some we are we liable to see some rising stars, some new faces that we have never seen. Some people are gonna get exposed on a huge stage, man, and I bet, please believe, you know, companies like Callaway, Nike, and all them folks, you know, they're going to be getting their checkbooks ready, man. Somebody's going to get signed. Best believe that. We're going to see somebody's going to get a tour card next year. Somebody new is going to be on the tour. You know, my favorite and one is the guy to, uh, my favorite one is the events that you only see at the Olympics, like water polo, uh, yeah. all, the, all the kind of stuff like that. But I think the biggest thing I, I want to see this year is the new events. They got skateboarding now is included, and they have pole dancing included as well. <laughs> it's the Olympic, yes, it is the Olympic sport. You can win a gold medal in, uh, in pole dancing now. Bruce, I bet you thought you, know you never I, I say that would happen. I think we're going to lose that one. Nah, I think nah, we're going to nah, lose nah, that one. Looking at some of what the foreigners do you know, versus us, I, I don't know. It'd be interesting to see. I'm actually... Let me know when that one comes on. I'm 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 Chivo that one. Well, I, I have to agree with some of you guys, George. I'm gonna add a few more in there with John Carlos when they protested the six eight Olympics. Bruce Jenner when he won in Decathlon, I thought that was big. And Bob Hayes when he won the hundred yard dash. I'm gonna throw those two in there. But I'm actually looking forward to the Olympics. I've I've grown to like all sports in the Olympics. And uh, you know, like I said, they added skateboard. And golf. I'm interested to see who's going to win golf this year. BMX. I, I, I like them all. I will be glued to the TV. But who who could forget the moment of, uh, the, what was that, the bomb went off in Atlanta? Yeah. And, 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 and when they took the hostage, so I have a lot of Olympic moments. When they took the hostages, uh, that time uh, I was glued to the TV. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I have a lot of Olympic moments. All right, man. Yeah, so I mean, you were around for the first Olympics, so, yeah, I'm pretty sure you got a lot of moments. Oh, yeah. I remember He was around when they had it in uh, Athens, Greece, huh? <laughs> yeah. When they had the Olympics in Olympia. Well, yeah, I'll really. tell you what, yeah. my, my biggest childhood was, was watching Jesse Owens run. <laughs> so, hopefully y'all be around and see something. <laughs> well, next week, guys, make sure you tune in next week. We're going to start going through each uh, division. We'll go through every division in football and get everybody ready for our previous show on football. we get ready for the Soto Eagles football. It's coming up at the end of the month as well, too. So, we got a lot going on. We thank everyone for tuning in to our show and downloading it. We've had a, a big Huge, huge month of July and downloads. So thank you everyone for doing that. And next okay. week, Tuesday, we'll talk about who's won the first round of pole dancing in the Olympics. Yeah. Stay tuned for that. Okay. <laughs> Until then, RF Sports Radio, RF Sports Sports Talk from a fan's perspective. Okay.
With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.